Hey everybody, welcome back to the Comic-Con Podcast. It's your man, Justin, a.k.a. Nemesis Prime, and my partner in crime, like Batman and Robin, who we got over there. Yo, it's Zach, a.k.a. The Manimal. Hey, Zach, what's going on tonight? Not much, bro. I've been looking forward to this uh, joint thing. You know, we did the, I did the Mutant Mondays on Monday, obviously, and uh, it sucks, man. Like, it's it's fun. Don't get me wrong, but it sucks <laughs> doing it solo. You know, it's, it's, it's definitely a lot harder. I've been talking to people about it during the week, and it's like, like oh i liked your mutant monday and i'm like really because i kind of didn't like it that much like you, you know you uh, just well, talk got a lot of support a lot of people you know sharing stories and that's what we're all about so shout out to everybody who's listening to us of course you can find this on spotify itunes google Podcasts, as well as a couple other different locations but those are the main three that we like to hear from of course if you're listening on apple itunes please give us a five-star review as well as leave some comments if it's in spotify you know subscribe to us of course there always is a way to find us we're always on instagram at the comic-con podcast and you could always email us voice messages and anything else at the comic-con podcast at gmail.com of course tonight we are recording this on january 20th 2021 we're going to go through a lot of things tonight we got some great great community questions we got some uh dc uh, uh not animated i would say we actually have some tv news right. which is really nice uh, we got a little bit of drama in the comic book community. And of Ooh. course, we're going to round out the week with our segment called What Are We Currently Reading? So uh, let's get right into our community messages. And guys, of course, this is really what this is all about. The Comic-Con podcast has always been about we want to hear from you guys. We want to know things. And tonight's messages are awesome, right, Zach? Oh, yeah. There's some tough ones. Like, there's some ones we had to give some thought to. <laughs> yeah. So we absolutely love these. First one. Coming from our man, uh, Amazing Murfinator, Mike. He you know, sent us one uh, about a week or two ago, and he sent us another one. So we're going to play it right now. All right. Hey, guys. What's going on? It's Mike. So last week, I left the best question ever about Ahsoka Tana, but that was more for Justin. This week, I'm going to go with you, Manimal. Um, being the X-Men fan that you are, the mutant fan that you are, how do you see the MCU bringing mutants and, quite frankly, more importantly, Wolverine into their universe? Do you think it's going to be based off of WandaVision, the, the Doctor Strange movie? Or do you think it's going to simply be Feige is going to just fucking write some goddamn shit and throw it up against the wall and see if it sticks. Look forward to your answer, bro. First off, thanks, Mike. That was a great question. It's a tough one, though. Um, I know this is kind of like what everyone's wondering, when the X-Men are coming, how they're coming, and and whatnot. Um, Actually, it's something I just talked about a little bit on the Mutant Monday that we were talking about. I went over a couple characters that I think might show up in the MCU first and where they could show up. So definitely check that uh, episode out. But I don't know. Like, to be honest, I don't know how they're going to show up. Um, I mentioned on the episode Mutant Monday that I think the way to do it now is to kind of sprinkle in mutants in the various movies as we got going forth. Not so that we don't have like just an X-Men movie and all of a sudden, boom, mutants are there. I think you start sprinkling in mutants in Doctor Strange. Uh, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, wherever, you know what I mean? But um, Wolverine, man, that's a tough one because Hugh Jackman has become the iconic Wolverine. So everyone wants to know who's going to get cast. Will it be as good? Can it be as good? I don't know, man. Um, 
The other question that I, I talked about as well was how they show up. You know, that's really tricky. I know there's a lot of belief, like Mike said, maybe WandaVision, and that's connected mm -hmm. to Scarlet Witch having the uh, No More Mutants. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't necessarily think that's going to how it's how it's going to be. You know, back when Avengers, the movies came out, they really put that line in the sand that said Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, no longer mutants. And I think they're going to move away from that because if you do no more mutants, if you do House of M, now you're bringing in Magneto and now you're kind of mm -hmm. muddying those waters up again. Um, yeah. There's definitely some stuff that they haven't introduced that I think is really far more down the road and it's more complex. It's right. Um, a lot of people think Eternals might be it. And that actually could be a good one because these are characters who have like dealt with, you know, the gene pool and, and messing up, you know, humans and whatnot. So possibly the evolution there. But the real thing to me is like, and I, I mentioned this also, and I think Justin and I have talked about this is so if mutants have been around, where the fuck were they during Thanos coming to Earth? Like, what are these pieces of shit doing? Just hiding out? They got all these powers, and they're like, yo, fuck it. We'll let the Avengers save our ass. Like, that's pretty dog shit, you know? So, um, and then if you just give them, like, they show up in a snap, I don't know. That kind of erases everyone's backstory. So then it makes their previous, like, youth, if you will, kind of pointless. So, unfortunately, Mike, I don't got the answer, dude. Um, I think you just kind of show mutants they come and they're they're in the world and they've been alone and maybe then you start seeing xavier kind of corral them together like maybe every mutant just thinks they're a lone mutant that there's not this community maybe that's what you do you know like oh i didn't know there was other people like me i thought i was just a freak so yeah, I don't know, maybe because they think that they're going to be hunted by the avengers because they have powers and they've right. seen what power creates so could be for, yeah for sure and i know we have in tivo mentioned this a lot and like the spec stuff with mikey sutton there's talk that Xavier might be showing up in an Illuminati type role. Mm -hmm. So we'll see, man. That's a that's a loaded ass question. That was yeah, a good one, though. Absolutely. Yeah, we we absolutely that was a great one, to be honest. Uh, next one comes from our boy uh, Benjamin C. He goes, Manuel, I know you started before that you believe most annuals are just publisher throwaway stories. However, which what is one Marvel annual other than Amazing Spider-Man annual number one and FF annual six that has potential to push things for the MCU? You can answer this too, Nemesis. Thanks for the great content you guys put up on the podcast. So, uh, you know, he, you know, Ben's calling you out. You know, what do you think <laughs> an annual? And then I'll give you mine. So Ben's calling me out because I have typically talked trash on annuals and how they're just like wastes of comics, in my opinion. Um, to give you an idea, like the, the history of annuals real quick. The first one ever was Fantastic Four Annual 1. Okay. And typically these get put out because a distributor or publisher is having like a, a fifth week in the month. So it's kind of like a fill in type story. And there's usually three types of annuals. There's a standalone story. There's the crossover annual things like evolutionary war, Atlantis attacks, uh, mm -hmm. days of future present, those kind of things. And then there's like the, the tie in annuals to like larger stories. We see that a lot in like green lantern DC stuff. Um, so, you know, those ones, obviously the tie-ins and the little uh, crossovers, those are pretty good. But the standalones are the ones that I can't stand, um, no pun intended. And a lot of times, they're just like a way for a publisher to kind of either, kind of like what Mike said with Feige, like throw shit on the wall and see what sticks. You know, it's, uh -huh. it's a new creator trying to, okay, let's see if they're any good. Maybe it's a new character. They really are just kind of trying to see what's up. And a lot of times these books are more expensive and they're long as fuck, man. And so they're just like they're a slog they're to expensive. get through. Yeah. No one wants to pay like seven, $8 for a book that is that could suck where you could take that $8 and buy two different comics because right. most comics are four bucks. So, 
So that's my opinion. That's why I don't like annuals. Um, some of the annuals that I think could, his question was, you know, more directed towards MCU. Mm-hmm. And I think we have two easy ones right there. Um, we got Amazing Spider-Man number 16, annual number 16, which is the first appearance of Monica Rambeau. We know she's in WandaVision. We're going to see more. We know there's rumors she's going to be in Captain Marvel 2. So that's a good one. And, th- and I think you were telling me that's still reasonably priced, right? Yeah, I was checking eBay prices. That's still a raw. You still can get that book under $100. Uh, even, you know, in the nine sixes, nine eighths are still right. under $500. But that's what it is. You know, what's it to just buy it raw on a high grade under $100 or, you know, right even at $100, slab it up. And as she becomes more popular in the MCU, that book can go to a thousand dollars because if nine eights are ending at like 400 now, yeah. and she's really just been introduced and was announced, you know, last year, we can, in due time, we can see that book push a lot more depending on what else she's coming, you know, going to be in. Those older annuals, well, actually annuals in general, those can be tough books to get high grades too. Cause a lot of times they have square bounds, you know, and they'll, they'll have a bad rap on it or like the, the staples will be in the wrong area. You know, it, those can be tough. Another one that I think that we've talked about on the Lords of the Longbox channel, YouTube channel, was Amazing Spider-Man Annual number 22, which is the first appearance of Speedball. So there is rumors that the new Warriors, and we know Nova's coming down the line, and if there's any kind of new Warrior stuff in the MCU, you can guarantee Speedball's going to be there. And that's his first appearance. So, you know, Amazing Spider-Man, it's holding a lot of first appearances, or first annuals that are that are good. we got Sinister Six, Monica Rambeau, Speedball, and those are just three, I'm sure, Uh way more spidey savvy dudes out there could name some more yeah absolutely so this one and i i held back i didn't tell zach what i was picking (laughs) and he's gonna be he's gonna be what yeah so and i'll tell you right now this book is super affordable super cheap you can literally find it on ebay or uh, they're all over back issue bins iron man annual number five from 1982 I'm looking it up so I can see what the cover looks like. <laughs> so Iron Man Annual number five. Okay. The reason, the reason this is, in my opinion, is it is the return of Killmonger. Oh, so damn. He, yes. So he died, comes back, and basically takes over the mantle of the Black Panther. Now, I'm not going to get into a lot of the storyline, but here is how he comes back. The Mandarin uses his rings to resurrect him hmm so why is this important right now so because we just recently heard on lords of Longbox that they were talking about black panther 2 and who possibly could be returning michael b jordan so this is my spec book that you guys should absolutely run out and just buy it on ebay right now because they're super cheap they're super affordable and we know we're gonna get the mandarin in shang chi so that's clearly coming before black panther 2 so we could see a Mandarin as a longer term villain than normal. So mm. guys, Iron Man annual number five from 1982. It's pretty, pretty plain, but that is my annual that could move the MCU forward because we always know that it, you know, stories dictate these movies. And that's how I believe if they approve to get Michael B. Jordan back into the MCU to be his kind of resurrection that's how they could do it. Damn, that is a good one. That's a good one. My, my, <laughs> mine were kind of seem a little weak now compared. Obviously, Monica Rambeau's around, so that's a good one. But damn, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. As he was talking about this, I just bought one. I literally just clicked on an Iron Man Annual Number Five newsstand and got it for dirt cheap. There you go. How much did you just pay for it? Uh, with tax and everything, twenty two bucks. 
There you go. $22. I definitely think this book is uh, has absolute likes to grow. So that's my pick. Uh, Iron Man Annual Number Five, Volume One. So, uh, coming up next, uh, what do you? What's uh, what's the next question we got from the community? I think it's the one you got, right? The one uh, uh, they sent yeah. to your Instagram. Oh yeah, yeah. So we got an Instagram follower. We got Ignacio Mark Number Ten. Uh, he goes, "Greetings. I really enjoyed the first episode of your podcast, and I have a question that I hope you can answer in later episodes. I wasn't much of a Star Wars fan until I saw The Mandalorian." I have seen the first six movies, but I would like to know more about the Star Wars universe. What would you guys recommend me? What shows, comic books, or novels should I check out? I would really appreciate your recommendations. Well, Nacio, that is a great question. Uh, and we'll I'll kind of break it down into three parts. So you said comics, shows, and movies, and you've already seen, you know, the the six movies. You've seen the first six, so I'm assuming um, the prequels and uh, the original Star Wars trilogy, not so much these, you know, new ones. So for TV shows, you should absolutely watch Clone Wars and you should absolutely watch Rebels because they show what is happening between episode three and epi well, episode two and episode three, and then what's happening between episode three and episode four. Um, as far as the comic books, there is so much to be had i would recommend picking your favorite character mm -hmm. and getting those comics me personally i'm a huge darth maul fan so i like reading marvel's limited five issue run of darth maul i like reading darth maul son of dathomir and darth maul death sentence are his three he does have another one but those are my three favorites for darth maul and as far as novels i would go with again it really bases on your opinion for your favorite characters uh, the Thrawn trilogy is amazing to read as a novel set. Uh, I'm not a huge Thrawn, Grand Admiral Thrawn fan, but if I had to pick a novel, I would say to read the Darth Bane novel that came out. I believe it was 2016 or 2017. Don't quote me on that. I don't know if it's canon. I'm sure someone will you know, let me know in the comments. Uh, but that's, that's my, one of my favorites is the Darth Revan because you really get his backstory and what he became... The whole rule of two, what made him, you know, basically say there's no more in the old Republic era where there was, you know, at a time when there was tons of the Sith, tons of Jedi, and that war that happened and his, you know, his progression of why he created the rule of two where there can only be a master and an apprentice. So I would agree with Justin on um, the cinematic aspect, the, the cartoons, Clone Wars and Rebels are really important. Clone, War, Clone Wars can be tough to get through in some episodes. So I would look up what I kind of did was I looked up, um, I think on Reddit, I found uh, a guide of like quintessential episodes you should watch. Cause there's some like the droids and like just ones that are the Jar Jar Binks. The Jar Jar Binks one. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's like specific ones that will progress different stories. And like Justin said on everything else, like follow the characters you like, watch those ones. That's really important, I think. Um, comic wise, I would say read the Darth Vader stuff. I think both Darth Vader, all three Darth Vader miniseries uh -huh. are fabulous. You know, the first one you have the introduction of Dr. Aphra. The second one you go back and it's, uh, what is it? Lord of the Sith. Uh, Darth yeah, Vader, Lord the, of the Sith. It's the, the Mustafar stuff. The, yeah, him building the fortress. You get the yeah. Inquisitors in there. So the creation of his lightsaber. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Awesome stuff. And then the current run of Vader right now is great as well which takes place in between empire and return of the jedi mm -hmm. um, yeah i'm liking how they they switch it up they go from uh current like the volume one was just after a new hope right and then volume two because 
Star Wars had to go so long that they couldn't just keep building him into that role. They they decided to give you a little bit of a history with him. So I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely volume two was was unbelievable. And Kieran Gillen wrote that one, right? Or which one did he write? He definitely wrote volume one. Volume one. Yeah. Uh, I can't recall. Maybe Soul? Maybe Charles Soul? It was. It was Charles Soul. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And that one's great. I love that one. Yeah. So Without in the novels, doubt. I've only read Light of the Jedi, really. So. Which you just, which you finished, and I'm only about halfway through. I, I'm on part two after the cataclysmic thing that we'll not speak about because I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't read it. So, and I'm not sure High Republic is a good place to start. I would maybe dabble a little bit other places and then come back to High Republic to see if you like that. Yeah. Well, I, you can really get into High Republic because of the fact that it's, it, it is, it's really what it's going to be going forward for the next few years. And it's all new. Yeah. There's so, no history you need to know, really. Correct. So you don't need anything besides knowing what a Jedi is and what a Yoda point. is, basically. So you get Light of the Jedi. Um, you have the High Republic comic book from Marvel. You have High Republic Adventures coming out uh, in about a week from IDW. And then you'll have more novels starting in February as well. So I think Into the Dark is the next one. Yeah. So um, that's another message that we have. And I think you have one more, right, Zach? Yes. So this one's another Instagram message uh, from my boy, the Red Kraken. He says, hey, man, I've been enjoying the podcast. I have a question for you guys. If you could put together a creative team to work on any character you're choosing, which writer, artist, and character or characters would you pick? My choice would be Ed Brubaker and Jason Fabok doing a Red Hood crime noir story on DC's Black Label, which first off, I'm all in on that idea. If that idea happens, I'm buying that. (laughs) He said, I look forward to hearing your guys' thoughts. Thanks. So this question, this is a tough one, man. This was like something Justin and I had to actually give a lot of thought. There are other, st- other questions like you can kind of just go off the top of your head, but this requires some thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. definitely pre-prepping. We had to write down our list because I just couldn't think. I, You know, we didn't want to be like, well, I like Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo doing the, uh, you know, the writing and I want a Darth Vader book. Like I don't want it, We don't want to make it so simple that you guys were like, ah, eh, that's cheesy. Like that's simple enough. As he says that, my mine is super simple and like <laughs> totally predictable. To be honest, exactly. with you. that's the word I was looking for was predictable. And then it's not, uh, you know, you go ahead and then I'll talk. <laughs> yeah. So I can't help it, man. Like when someone asks me, "What do you want to write?" First off, I would tell you I love me some Brubaker. So whatever he writes, I'm in. But I think right now my top writer who I'm enjoying the most is Kieran Gillen. So I'd like to see Kieran Gillen return to the world of X Men. It'd be awesome. If he had one of the flagship titles, obviously we got Hickman writing, but I would love to see Gillen writing X-Men again. And I'm a massive Salvador La Roca fan who also has done great X-Men stuff. So yeah, I'm basic. I'm a basic bitch fanboy <laughs> for X-Men. That, that's what I do. That's all I got. Oh, all right. Well, I definitely, I, I like his idea with the Brew Baker, uh, Jason Fabak and Red Hood because Red Hood's one of my favorite characters. So I would absolutely read that. Um, you know, let, let's pitch that to DC and we'll give credit where credit's due. Yeah, crime um, noir too with Red Hood would be interesting, man. Yeah, I definitely could see that. You know, kind of like a Spider-Man noir, like how that's set up, but with Red Hood and him being like an underground Black person. Mask. Think about that story up against like Black Mask and like a like a crime crime syndicate, right? That it's total street level. That'd be pretty dope, man. Yeah, absolutely. So for my pick, uh, again, I did not go simple, so you guys can stop thinking that I'm picking Star Wars as my book. Uh, I, I thought about this, you know, again, I didn't want to do the same thing. I didn't want to do Karen Gillian, even though just like me and Zach were on the same page for uh, current writers because we read the same stuff, basically. Uh, my writer would be uh, 
Marguerite Burnett or Benoit. I don't know how you pronounce it, but if you don't know her, she did, um, you know, more so recently she did animosity and insects from aftershock comics. I absolutely loved animosity. Uh, it's a great series. It just ended. I absolutely recommend that. Um, if you're into like animals, she's done stuff from dynamite, like sort of sorrow. She did the DC's new 52 Batwoman run. She did that for a while. She did uh, DC's bombshells, which is another great, you know, she did all the volumes. She did volume one and volume two, um, Marvel. She did Angela, the, uh, Asgardian assassin. If you guys have ever read that and the actual, the 1602, um, Angela as well. And she did a force. She started the a force mm -hmm. back in 2015. So she would be my writer. My artist would be, uh, Livio Ramondelli. Uh, he's done tons of stuff for IDW. Um, you know, tons of, he's a great, he draws tons of stuff for transformers. Uh, he had his own creator series called the kill lock, which is a six issue run, which I'd highly recommend as well. Go out and get up to trade. And my character of choice would be Zatanna. Ooh. I like because we have not seen, and me and Zach talked about this, we have not seen a Zatanna ongoing series since pre New 52. She's pretty much just been in Justice League Dark. Yeah. And I really think that Marguerite's writing style would be great because of how well she did Batwoman for New 52, which, you know, led into a TV series, which is the reason why we had have the Batwoman, you know, even though it's no longer Kate Kane. And I think Livio's style could be very, you know, because it's all magic you know it's it's something different for him because he does a lot of mech a lot of star wars style stuff if you've seen his art but i really think that he could take it the, the magical uh suspense world into a different realm with his art style so that's my choice for my writer artist and character that's a good one you know i love the characters of tana but it's so frustrating trying to read her spells backwards. <laughs> you can't you're, pain in the dick, dude. you're not a uh, what's it called um can't read backwards I no i definitely can i have to, and i always forget because not only is it backwards it's also like red from so we read left to right it's red from right to left mm -hmm. I, I believe and so it's always fucks me up i'm like god damn it satan you gotta um put your phone or a mirror when you're <laughs> yeah, right, right when you're reading it <laughs> luckily they keep it pretty simple like it's just like move that guy and i'm like yes. oh, okay just move that guy or hold yeah, hold. Yeah, she definitely doesn't. It's not long, drawn-out paragraphs, which right. is which is always nice. Because yeah, I, I don't think people would be like, "Wait, what is she saying?" Yeah, there's times where I'm like, I have to like think, I have to like write it in my head. I'm like T H E N the. I'm like, <laughs> she's great though, man. Like honestly, the JLA Dark stuff, they've really developed her to like, especially right now in the JLA Dark. She's like a leader role. Like she deserves yeah. something more. She's always kind of played since New Fifty Two kind of like Constantine's girl. You know yep. what I mean? Like she needs to branch out. She needs more depth to her. And I feel like they've set her up perfectly. Mm -hmm. There's no other real magic user anymore. Like I, they've been have heavy with Constantine, but like, well, there's nobody that lasts. You have the Justice yeah. League Dark team. So you have like Swamp Thing. You have Constantine. You have her. Dr. Fate. Dr. Yeah. Fate's in it. But you don't have like a solo series like Marvel has like the Doctor Strange series. Mm -hmm. And then you have like other magic users that have their own series or have limited series, like give her a limited series. Right. I, I have, you know, her 12 issue or 14 issue run that was pre new 52. You know, I've read through that. I have the, uh, the trade they've done like one shots with her as well. Uh, by a bunch of different people, you know, there's about three one shots that she has, but 
that she needs more. She really needs more. She's a character that is growing in popularity. She's going to get her own movie or JLL dark, you know, JL dark. Um, her first appearance has been going up in price constantly. Yeah. You know, they're getting outpriced even in mid grades. So I highly recommend man, get out man. You know, like an adult DC black label title of her too would be pretty sick. Yes. I'm definitely hoping for, cause they did what they did dead man. Right. Wasn't that a DC and, black label? And the question, and the question. question, yeah. Where, where, come on, get some real magic users in there. <laughs> so, so that's, that's a good question, man. That was a good question. Yeah, absolutely. So, again, guys, if you need to or would like to send us a message, of course, on our Instagram, either you could send it to, you know, Nemesis Prime or uh, Milton the Manimal, you can send it directly to the Comic Con podcast Instagram or email us at the Comic Con podcast at gmail.com. Uh, voice messages are great because, as you heard, you know, we like to hear from people. It's not just reading something and people believing that we're making up these questions, but they're great. I, I wouldn't have made up those questions, right? God, no. And if I would have, I, I totally, that last question, I would have picked something that didn't make me sound stupid. <laughs> so, absolutely. So let's get into some DC uh, TV news. First thing, and this literally just dropped about an hour ago on, um, we found it on the comicbook.com website. Titans cast the Batman's Jay Lasaruya as the new Robin Tim Drake for season three. So real quick, this was uh, you know brought to us by J.K. Schmidt. Uh, third season of Titans is currently filming for HBO Max, and now we know the Bat Family, Batman family of characters continues to expand with the introduction of Tim Drake's Robin, who will be played by actor Jay Larusso. This comes after the series is confirmed to be adding Savannah Welsh as the Gotham City Police chief and former Batgirl Barbara Gordon. The cur current Jason Todd, current Robin, I should say, Jason Todd, played by actor Curran Walters, will travel down his old dark path and become the vigilante Red Hood. Uh, this paves the way for a new Robin uh, and will most likely take over the role as season three comes with uh, the Titans. So we've seen that he is being, you know, Jason Todd's going to become Red Hood. I'm wondering if he's going to be the villain in season three. And this is how we're going to get this. But that's some very interesting news that they were already in season three and we're already getting tim drake and it awesome. was also and this is official because it's right on dc titans twitter as well that they posted it so that's what awesome, do you man. think about that bringing i in love tim drake already i love the titans dude and i think i don't know if i said it on the podcast or if i said it other places i'm a massive bat family fan and especially the robins and that's what i love so much about titans because it's you know it's let's be honest it's it's robin centric you got nightwing and then first season we had uh we had Jason Todd as well, who was great, dude. The actor, Kern Walters, is amazing as Jason Todd. Um, so, yeah, keep them coming, Tim Drake. Keep pumping them out. I love the Barbara Gordon edition. Uh -huh. um, I don't know. I wonder – I'm not sure what I think, if Red Hood will be the bad guy or not. I know we still got Blackfire on deck. They kind of oh, set that up. Right, yes. I feel like we might see Red Hood um, more like we saw Robin in season one. Because remember season one, he was like – almost murdering cops. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, and then season two, he kind of came back to the team and they were like tempering him a little bit. And I think maybe what we'll see in season three is him more like hardcore vigilante, like just like out there fucking dudes up, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause they're only, they're only about, what do they do? Like eight episodes, even in season two, you got Dr. Light, right? right even yeah. though he was really working with Deathstroke. I don't think they're going to have like a red hood working with uh Starfire, but just the introduction of Jason Todd as red hood could see a possible season four right full-time villain like that's how they could kind of end it like he could be introduced 
maybe show up for two episodes, see the fan reaction, see the fans response, and then be like, all right, now he's the villain for season four. If we get a season four, which yeah. I hope. Well, the, he's not going to be happy seeing a new Robin. That was like his biggest thing. Yeah. So he had the issue with the Batman in that universe was like, he's just throwing away Robins. He didn't feel loved. That was his mm-hmm. thing. And so when he sees he's replaced as Robin, bro, that dude's going to be pissed. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you got some news, right? You, you found something that's really interesting. That's uh, Yes. Yeah. So this is also some DC news and more vertigo though. And I think Justin and I can probably agree on this. We don't really know a ton about this property. I haven't read pretty much anything uh, Sandman. So I'm not going to try to explain Sandman to you, but I'm going to give you a little heads up on some characters and some first appearances so that you can hunt in those long boxes and try to find something. So we do know that Neil Gaiman's Sandman is coming to Netflix and they recently today, I'm reading this off variety, just dropped some of the casting. So um, some of these cast members, I don't, I'm not familiar with uh, the guy who's playing obviously Morpheus, AKA dream, the main character, AKA Sandman. He's going to be in it. Of course um, we had, Gwendolyn Christie is going to be playing Lucifer, which you know you should know from Game of Thrones and uh, uh, Captain Phasma from the new Star Wars trilogy as well. Mm-hmm. So you can pick up her, Lucifer. Her first appearance is going to be in the Sandman number four, which is kind of like every Sandman has like little um, mini series. They're also like titled something else. So it's Sandman four Preludes and Nocturnes number four is her first appearance. Um, I guess I didn't tell you what. The main character, Dream, his first appearance, obviously, is Sandman number one, Preludes and Nocturnes number one. So the next character we got is Lucien, who's actually kind of described as a head librarian for the Dream, for Morpheus. And this female actress, I've seen her in something. I can't place what it was. But anyway, the first appearance for Lucien is the Sandman number two, Preludes and Nocturnes number two. Then we have another Game of Thrones alum, Charles Dance, who was... Uh, Tywin Lannister in Game of Thrones. He's playing Roderick Burgess, whose first appearance is in the Sandman number one, Preludes and Nocturnes number one. So you get a double first appearance there if you grab that book. Next up, we got Boyd Holbrook, who is playing the Corinthian. So the Corinthian has a first appearance as well, which is the Sandman number 10 in the Doll's House number two. So grab that one up. And I think he's kind of more of like a villain character. So like I said, I I don't want to try to make any guesses on these guys because i don't know enough about sandman oh, too oh, i'm in the same boat the only thing i know in the sandman universe of course lucifer right and death and that's pretty much all all i know i can't i can't read sandman either i know some people who've told me about it and they've had to read it and then you reread it because of yeah just the way it's written so in the final two characters we got here are cain and abel same first appearance the sandman number two preludes and nocturnes number two yeah and i'm with you right there too man everyone's like oh you got to read sandman it's so great it's so great and I've read some Neil Gaiman and I like it. Some stuff is a little too much for me. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't a big fan of American gods. Um, I'd like to read this, but there's no, co- well, I was about ready to say there's no collected edition. That's not true. There's a ton of great collected editions, but I'm not really looking to spend $500 to get all the damn collected editions to read that. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean the Netflix show, hell yeah. I'm all, I'm all in. I'll watch it. Um, I definitely need to learn about this a little bit more, but there's a massive following for all things Sandman. So there you go. We got seven characters out there. Hunt down those first appearances if you can. Some of them are probably still pretty affordable. Maybe not. Might be priced out on these guys, but that's what you should be hunting right now. Yeah, I think the Sandman stuff is is definitely, 
you know, if you're not buying Sandman one, well, Sandman one, and uh, I think eight is death's first appearance and the Lucifer. I think all those other issues are uh, very affordable. I think you, they should definitely be in back bins, uh, back issue bins without a doubt for, you know, $10 and under. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually you see the one, the four is Lucifer. Who? What's four? Uh, four or five is Lucifer. Four. Four. So uh, one, four, and eight are usually the ones I always see up on the walls. The rest of them are, I, I always see them in back issue bins, to be honest. And you may even find some of them in the dollar bins because it's not, you know, huge where um, these characters are prominent in the, the Vertigo DC universe. You know, and DC has actually been um, bringing that back. Like lately, I mean, every week there's, uh, they, they basically have their own Sandman universes now. So there's current Sandman titles as well going on right now. Uh-huh. Well, past future state, right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Or pre future state. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I dabbled in the last one. I, I can't remember. I, I want to say it was like a Jim Lee cover and I picked up the number one and I tried to read it, but I, I don't know enough of the Sandman universe to really keep. I think that was what it was called Sandman universe, right? Right. I, I don't know enough and understand the character enough to keep with it. So it's, t- it's a tough read for me. It's just like, I don't know anything previously. So for me to really stick with the character is like, man, I really got to go back and either read a synopsis on, you know, Wikipedia or really go through the series. And I don't know if I really want to go through the entire series. <laughs> I know. I'm not sure if I'm, if I'm ready to uh, make that commitment yet, but you know, before the show starts, maybe I might have to, so I don't sound like uh-huh. an idiot if we end up talking about it. So, yeah. No. So that's our uh, DC, some nice news there. I'm, I'm really excited for Titans. Oh yeah, um, me too. And the Sandman stuff is going to be a nice little uh, show on Netflix. I'm surprised that's really going to Netflix and not going to be on like HBO Max, but yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I wonder what the deal is. Maybe something with Neil Gaiman there. I have no idea, man. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm sure TiVo would know. He knows all that like behind the scenes Hollywood shit. So, but yeah. Yep. So yeah, so we had um, some comic comic or comic comic news there, movie news and whatnot. And uh, I think we're going to move into a new portion of our show moving forward, which is the drama, the comic book drama. So if you guys are part of the comic book community, which you are, whether it's on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or whatever, you should know by now that everyone in the community has an opinion. Everyone in the community has their own right opinion. And there's always drama in the community. And recently, our friend Justin, a.k.a. Mrs. Prime, (laughs) I believe was subject to some of this drama. Hey, tell us about that a little bit. All right. So when we started this podcast, we got, we told you guys that, you know, we were going to be bringing you the news, of course, of comic book stuff, but we were going to be bringing this stuff directly to you. We really weren't going to be holding back in any type of way. Uh, You know, I think we may be holding back here and there, but I think the fact that we're bringing this information to you is the reason why you may be listening to us and we may lose some people after this one, but you know what? Um, like Zach said, uh, this past week there was some current drama and who does it come from is other than myself. So, um, <laughs> I have my, I'm standing here in front of my podium, uh, in the white house with my apology letter. Uh, first I would like to start off by saying that there was some, uh, casualties of fire in this. Um, so, some of the people out there, uh, CBSI, uh, CBSI Ben, and Comic Brigade, I apologize that this all went down on your Instagram. Uh, shout out to the Comic Brigade. I ended up buying Bar- Barricade. Barricade. Oh, Barricade. I apologize. Barricade. I I was actually I bought some of their uh, product like two days, two or three days earlier than what happened because I was like, you know what? I've been seeing their posts constantly with their product, and they use this, you know, 
nice little sleeve that pits into a short or long box. So I was like, you know what? Let me get, let me grab 10 of these because you know what? I have all these Star Wars books and I don't want them to get fucked up basically. So again, I apologize that it went down on your Instagram page, but you know, what happened was, you know, it, it's a part of the community. And what happened was they posted something about a, you know, subscriber giveaway. It got out of hand and the people that were affected, unfortunately, again, was the misfire of they were caught in the, the trenches. But the real culprits and to who it was, was to the Pressable Defects crew. Pressable Defects crew, if you guys don't know, they are on YouTube. They are a YouTube channel. Uh, you can obviously go and subscribe to them. If you're not already subscribed to them, I recommend it because they do have great videos. Hell, I was I used to be on that show a couple times here and there on live shows. Uh so basically what happened is they got into a little pickle with me because of, um, you know, I used to be on a previous channel and I no longer am on a previous channel. And then somehow I am kind of like the exiled person and damaged goods. Persona non grata. Yeah. And I kind of feel like the Game of Thrones episode where, what's the girl's name? Um, what's it? Towards the last one of the Lannisters. I kind of feel I kind of feel like this. Shame. 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 <laughs> like Cersei Lannister walking naked through the uh the town. Well, I'm not naked walking through the town. <laughs> Maybe I feel I feel myself walking through the comic book shop and feeling shamed. But right. So, so you I mean you had a relationship with these guys outside of YouTube as well, right? Oh yeah. I I I've, I've met these guys, you know, whether it be at not so much convention. Yeah, I would say conventions. I, I, I've i met Jay at a convention. I met the rest of the crew at, you know, we've done comic crawls together. We've had beers together. We've been on YouTube channels together that used to be on, you know, whatever YouTube channel show you want to call it. We've hung out in hotel rooms, chilling, drinking, getting fucked up. It's all happened. So the fact that I did something wrong to somebody, and now, like you said, I'm pro non grata because of the fact that I didn't do anything to these guys at all. Right. But for whatever reason, they stop liking your posts. They don't repost your stuff. And I'm curious to know why, because me, is it in fear of my previous channel? I don't know. Um, you know, I don't know the pressable defects guys all that well, like Debucha and I chat a little bit here and there. Unfortunately for him, he's a Raiders fan and I'm a chiefs <laughs> fan, but he's always a good sport about it. And he's a good dude in terms of that. But, um, yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying. You know, sometimes it feels like sometimes this YouTube stuff, everyone's like, okay, I got to build my channel. I got to do my thing. And they can be a little afraid to step on anyone else's toes thinking like, for example, for you, you know, you get pushed to the side of your previous channel and they're like, okay, well, we're still cool with his old channel and he's one man alone. And there's X amount of guys in this other channel. It's easy to make the mathematical choice of, okay, We'll say no to the one and keep the more, the larger number. And I don't know, man, we're all grown adults. You know, like if the bigger channel is going to be pissed that you're still talking to the one lone man, you might need to rethink the opinions of the bigger channel. And I'm not entirely saying, and obviously I'm not a part of this. Like I don't know the ins and outs. You're, on, you're in saying, the middle of the country. You're not an right. East Coast guy. You know, it was a New York, New Jersey right. thing. And, and I uh, even know your old channel probably doesn't, say, don't talk to him. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure. Uh -huh. um, wow. And you know, it's, I, you know, we've, 
it's just crazy how the past few months have turned. Um, you know, they've sent me AOKs and I've sent them AOKs and we were great. We were absolutely great. And it's just like you you get kicked to the curb and you didn't do anything wrong. Right. But, you know, it's just everybody talks about the comic community and how great it is and this and that. But you know what? There's a lot of people that talk shit behind people's back. Nobody wants to admit to it. Nobody wants to come forward and say anything because they're afraid of the recourse. And like I said, guys, this is what we're about. We're going to tell you what's wrong and what's our opinion. It happened to me. Again, I apologize to comic book investing. I use them every week. I'm constantly on their website. I know some of the guys that write for them. Comic book uh, barricade. Uh, again, I apologize to them. And CBSI Ben, you know, there was an issue with uh, a prize that I won. I just made a comment and then I went full force. You know, maybe it was uh, at the time that I had a little bit too much pre-workout in me and I was uh, coming down from that or, you know, my, my feelings at the time were a little yeah. high. You know, I, I just don't understand the drama between uh, myself and guys that I used to hang out with and had beers with and drank and, you know, went to shops with. It's unbelievable. You know, when but again, I read... go out, please go subscribe to them. They just hit 2000 or 1500. I don't even know. Um, but they had some show. Uh, so go out and check their videos. Like I said, I used to be I've, I've been on their. I think I was on their 1000 show. Um, you know, and I when I read the uh, the post obviously, you know, I knew kind of where you were coming from and I, I understood where you were coming from. I was like, yeah, this is, this is kind of more from like hurt, like a point of like, man, these guys I used to fuck with and now they don't really talk to me anymore. And so I, I get it. And, you know, from, in my opinion, I was also like, like, because I did feel bad for <laughs> CBSI and comic barricading comic book exclusives. And they're just like, look, bro, we're just trying to promote our shit. And they got good shit, dude. They got that high Republic book is dope, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I get what you, you said. And, you know, and I, I understand how you felt on all that. It sucks choosing sides, but like, I think like you said, the fact that if you're choosing sides, on we don't got to choose sides. Yeah. Who, like on a, who's a bigger channel or not the fact that i had no previous quarrel with them and we used to all be in a group chat and we all used to get along and stuff like that and then all of a sudden i am uh kicked to the curb i am the you know i call myself the variant whore i basically felt like the whore because i was thrown out you know the next day they they fucked you and then they you know <laughs> you, go, you go walking you go do the walk of shame the next day so nah. but guys that's our comic book drama for the week uh, you know, in, in, in terms of drama, like Justin mentioned, we're going to talk about it. There's a lot. You all know the drama that's going on in the community and no one's talking about this stuff and we'll do it. If you have an issue you want to bring up, send that as well. It doesn't always have to be complex questions. If you have an issue or something in the community, you think shady or something, send it in, talk about it. Hell, if you got enough to say, we'll even have you on the show and let you speak your mind. Like we will address these issues because Honestly, we don't really give a fuck. So we're doing this shit for fun. We don't have anything to lose. We're ready to go. So that's it. You know, You're, I uh, hear you full heartedly, as they say. So that's it for that little segment. So let's end on a high note. Let's talk about, um, of course, it's a comic book podcast. So let's talk about what are we currently reading? So um, this is our new segment that we're pretty much going to be doing every week because uh, I, I think everybody wants to hear what's going on, you know, what you're maybe you're not reading or what you're currently reading and what other people think. Um, you know, last week, uh, what did I talk about? We talked about 
Um, not so. Oh, something is killing the children. I believe I picked. No, no, no. Uh, we did once in future. Oh, that's right. I was once in future. That was our main one. Ha ha. Yes, and ha ha. Jeez, see, see what happens when you're drinking at right. You know, eight o'clock at night. And you had a couple, and you can't remember. I remember what you had. Yeah, I can't thanks. remember what I talked about though. What the fuck is I talking about? Uh, you were talking. Oh, about, Maestro. Uh, I think. Ah, yes, you were yeah. talking about the miniseries. There we go. Yeah. See, see, it's 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 it all coming back. back. Yeah, we're all back. So my, I'm gonna start this week. Yeah. Uh, I only have one title I want to talk about this week, and it's the current Doctor Afro run. I know t- Zach's always, Zach's like, ugh, it's terrible. <laughs> but you know what? It it is. It was. We will again. We will fall back to Kieran Gillian. The volume one first half, he did a very great job. Yeah. Second half, kind of did a slippery slope down. Did it finish strong? I don't really want to. Don't really know. I don't really want to say yes or no. Uh, we're into volume two. The fact that she is, you know, she was the first created character, or I should say, second created character in Marvel's new star wars universe the first one that blew up big enough for her to get her own solo series of 40 issues and now she's on her second series just she shows that she is a lasting person in this universe uh they are seven issues in i would say the first five issues i just i didn't like but these last few issues um with her hunting and looking for something that has to do with the high republic era is real. I think it's really brought this series now. It's going to be bringing the series to a new high because of the fact that currently, of course, we're in the Star Wars High Republic highness of 2021, uh, and her bringing in another character that was created, uh, Sana Staros, is really interesting. Um, I haven't, unfortunately, I missed all the variants, the one in 25s, and that's just my own fault. I didn't pre-order them early enough, and now they're spiking. They're like a hundred to two hundred dollars for the Jenny Frazone one, and then there's the uh, Jen Bartal one. So, currently reading this week is the Doctor Afro run, which I recommend picking up if you are a Star Wars fan. You know, honestly, you talking about it kind of makes me feel like I, now that there's a tie into High Republic, I'm probably have to go back and reread that stuff. I think I ended it like issue two or three, and I just I hated the supporting cast. I did too. One of the things about and I stopped. I stopped. I stopped yeah. after issue three, like probably yeah, two or three, and then because of these variants, I was just like, well, if I'm not going to get the variants, maybe I'll just pick up the the regular issues. And then I saw the covers. I was like, I really like the last cover with her and and Sana on the cover. I was like, you know what? Let me get it. I got it. I had to read the issue before to understand what's going on. And now I read the solicitations for the next two issues. And again, like I said, they have something to do with the High Republic. So I'm sticking with it. Okay. Well, I might go back. I think one of my issues with Afra is for anyone who's heard me talk about like comics and characters, like it's the same issue I kind of have in general. Like I don't like characters like um, Deadpool, Harley Quinn and Ms. Marvel and uh-huh. Moon Girl, Devil Dinosaur. <laughs> they're all just like so quippy and I'm not talking like Spider-Man quippy. Like they're just so clever and they just have so many clever things to say. And they always have the funny thing and rib to say. You're not a teenage girl, Zach. It's okay. I just, I, I can't do it like for me, but I did like the first run of Afra. And if it ties in, I might, I'm definitely, I keep saying might, but mm-hmm. I'm a completist. I'm going to have to go back and read it. Yeah. So my pick this week, you know, there wasn't, and I don't want to say like there wasn't any good books that came out this week, but it, I didn't really feel like there was a standout book where I was just kind of blown away this week. Um, the one I'm going to talk about is also pretty much shouldn't be a surprise, but it's Wolverine written by Benjamin Percy and drawn or 
illustrated by Adam Kubert. So this Wolverine runs great. You know, I, I'm a big, obviously, X-Men fan, and, and all the stuff that's tied in with the uh, the Hickman era of X-Men has been really good. But what I'm really liking about this Wolverine run is we're seeing the return of Maverick. And we're also seeing like kind of flashbacks to the Team X period of time where it's Sabretooth, Maverick, and Wolverine uh-huh. doing some fucked up shit. And so uh, this issue was really good. You know, we keep seeing these flashbacks dealing with these characters. I love the character of Maverick. I think he's, ex- he's exciting. I think there's something cool about him. I feel like he's one of these characters they haven't done enough with as well. And then it also is like this um, secret auction that Wolverine goes to. And there's all these like memorabilia that's being sold on the black market, like uh, an old goblin glider an old mask captain america and then wolverine sees his own severed hand as well being for sale so it's a cool issue i'm not gonna like break it down too much for you but i really enjoyed it i think benjamin percy is killing it with this wolverine run right now Hmm. and to be honest i've there's only a few wolverine series that i've actually enjoyed sometimes i feel like wolverine's this character that is just very one-dimensional and uh I really like the way Benjamin Percy is writing him. So that's my pick of the week, I guess, is this uh, Wolverine number nine that came out. All right. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and Kubert's great. You like Kubert, right? Yeah, I, I liked him when he was doing the Batman stuff. And yeah. I think he's going to be doing something soon. And I can't think of what the project is, but I know I saw it in the solicitations. Mm-hmm. Uh, fortunately, it slips in my mind right now. But that's it for this week, guys. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. If you're on Spotify, iTunes, or Google Podcasts, this has been both myself and Zach. We appreciate everybody. We appreciate the support, of course. You know, follow us on Instagram, the Comic Con Podcast. Send us your emails or voice messages to the Comic Con Podcast at gmail.com. And we will see you next week. Yeah. And uh, Justin created a link tree in our Instagram also that has all of the relevant. Um, ways to contact us both our instagrams the email account you know i know we're saying it and you might be driving and listening to this so check out the instagram account the link tree is there everything and thanks guys peace out